the special Resurrection Edition of Freedom Fridays. Actually, this one's on Resurrection Sunday. Today, we're going to talk about the resurrection and the proofs of the resurrection. Can it be proven? Um, and what are the proofs for the resurrection? We're going to try and take a look at 12 different aspects of it. There are many other things to be able to be looked at, but we're going to try and look at 12 of them in the next 20 minutes. So hang on. Here we go. First of all, Jesus died by crucifixion. Jesus died by crucifixion. It is a historical fact that Jesus was crucified. Um, there, there, there isn't anybody who would challenge that historically that really has any, any credence or credential. Um, even non-Christian historians will concede, yes, Jesus was crucified. In fact, he was a man who lived, he died, and he was crucified, and that's how he died. Uh, there is just so much historical evidence um, in and out of the Bible that proves that Jesus died by crucifixion. Secondly, Jesus was dead. There's a theory that Jesus just swooned and that um, you know somehow he thought he was dead or his disciples thought he was dead and he was just in a state of, of uh, flux somewhere and just um, not all the way dead, but just drugged possibly. Um, except the crucifixion would have produced death. Romans were experts at how to kill people. They weren't going to be tricked, and it wasn't going to be, it was going to be obvious. In fact, they even made it so clear that he was dead that they decided to take the, the spear and thrust it into his side, and um, the medical evidence shows um, even from the, the American Medical Journal, which did a study on this, that Jesus was in fact dead by the crucifixion. There is conclusive evidence that Jesus died. So he died by crucifixion, and he was dead. He wasn't just um, hallucinations. Uh, it wasn't just that um, he, he was somehow drugged and not all the way dead. Jesus was completely dead. The Romans, again, were, were absolute experts about that. The next thing that, that gives us information about that the resurrection must be true is that the Romans took precautions. When the Pharisees and the Sadducees, uh, the other religious leaders, went to Pilate and said, hey, we hear this rumor that he said he was going to rise again. We're worried about uh, his disciples taking the body. The Romans took some precautions. And the precautions they took were uh, sending a guard by the tomb, a guard of Roman soldiers, trained killers. They also decided in front of the tomb to roll this stone that, the cohort of the Roman soldiers could put there, but it'd be really tough for any average fisherman to roll away a, a two-ton stone 
that's sitting in front of the tomb. And on top of that, they decided we're going to seal it. We're going to put wax seals on it. We're going to make sure that if anybody even tampers with this wrongly, that it'll be obvious that somebody did something. And so the, the fact that the Romans took the precautions um, shows the validity of what had happened. Uh, fourthly, Jesus' disciples were convinced that he rose from the dead and subsequently met with them. Jesus' disciples even went to the point of dying for that belief. Now, if they knew that they had stolen the body of Jesus and that he was uh, buried somewhere else, then he, they, they wouldn't have died for it. I mean, that's not something you do. That's just insane to die for something that you know is a lie. Um, but they, they were, in fact, they didn't have anything to gain by doing it. What did, what did they gain by doing it? They gained persecution. They gained um, a lot of beatings and um, problems. And so they had nothing to gain by doing it other than self-harm. And you don't do that if you know that it's a hoax. Sixth, uh, fifthly, the testimony of the women. Back in the biblical times, women did not, were not considered a reliable testimony. And so why, if you were going to stage a, a hoax, why would you put as the first one to see the resurrected Jesus a woman? And then another group of women. And even before any of the men saw them. It just wouldn't have been wise at all, given the, the tenor of the society at the day. Um, the culture would not have accepted that as true. And so you say, well, why did they do it then? Because that's what happened. Because it's true. And then sixthly, there are early accounts of the resurrection even to down between a few years after the, after the resurrection, um, if 1 Corinthians chapter 15 has a creed in it that is traced back to between one and three years after the resurrection that this creed happened, and then Paul is restating this to the church in Corinth in, verse, in chapter 15, starting in verse 3, For I delivered to you... As of first importance, what I also received, and here's the creed, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. After that he appeared to more than five hundred brethren at one time, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James than to all of the apostles. And so you've got this creed that they were teaching each other to remind each other exactly what had just happened. And that uh, that creed is so close to the time that it ends up leading, uh, 
lending more credence to the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. If this creed had started, you know, 50, 100, 200 years after, then it could be a, a choir, uh, attributed to legend and not to eyewitness. But this was instead an eyewitness account. Um, then the tomb was empty. Even the skeptics agree that the tomb was empty. Even the enemies of Jesus, when they, when they told, um, when they heard that the tomb was empty, said, oh, we agree the tomb's empty. And then they made up a, a story about how they thought the tomb got empty with the disciples stealing the body away. Which, by the way, let's take a look. Would that actually happen? Who do we have again that the Romans put at the tomb? We have an armed guard. Uh, professional soldiers. Would these this ragtag group of fishermen be able to overcome an armed Roman guard at the tomb and roll away a two-ton stone? Well, not even the fishermen. Let's go back. Who were the first ones to see Jesus? The women. They're not going to move a two-ton stone. And they're definitely not going to overpower in that day a Roman uh, regiment of guards. It's not going to happen. And so they even conceded the tomb was empty. They just put out this, this thing saying, well, they couldn't find the body. Well, why couldn't they find the body? If, the, if, these, if these disciples of Jesus actually hid the body and everybody in town is looking for it, you don't think somebody would have found it? Next, there were eyewitnesses. Now, in the same passages that we read earlier in 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 8, in the verse 8, he pulls himself in as a witness as well. Paul does. And so he's got witnesses of Peter or Cephas, the 12 apostles, after that to more than 500 brothers one time. That's a lot of people. So it's not just he, he was just seen by a few. He was seen by a ton of people. And then to James, his brother, and then to Paul. And we'll come back to Paul in just a moment. But these there were eyewitnesses. In fact, there are no fewer than nine sources, both inside and outside of the New Testament, that claim eyewitnesses that have seen Jesus after his resurrection, and they're all ancient documents. Um, you just don't find that many normally. Next, these fishermen, these non-educated uh, disciples of Jesus, changed their belief system because of Jesus and the resurrection. They left Judaism, and they followed without turning back that Jesus had resurrected from the dead. That doesn't happen unless you really believe it, and unless you've really seen it. Next, coming back to Paul, Paul, Paul was an ardent enemy of 
the church. He was an ardent enemy of the followers of Christ, and he became a believer. And then he was persecuted even more than most for the belief that Jesus was raised from the dead. Um, that's even the, the testimony that he gave before um, Festus and Felix and Herod that he was on trial because of the resurrection of the dead. And so because he believed that, he got persecuted. Now, why would your worst enemy then believe that if it weren't true? Well, he saw, he saw the risen Savior. Next, secular history confirms it. There are plenty of um, accounts, even outside of biblical scholarship, that claim that Jesus raised from the dead. People who had no skin in the game, people who were... Uh, not believers in Jesus, and, and the indication is they never did become believers in Jesus, that then testified that, yes, he did raise from the dead. And lastly, modern history demands it. When you take a look at the resurrection, that is the one event in all of history that has changed history the most. That event has caused a tidal wave and of changes throughout history because of Jesus' resurrection. All of history was changed because of that one event. Uh, history now would be completely different if that had never happened. And so we have these evidences that pile up to the point where they demand that we must accept as truth the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you on Friday with the next episode of Freedom Fridays.